41, Richie Valens, singer, songwriter, and guitarist, was born in Los Angeles, California. The Orson Welles-directed film Citizen Kane, who some consider the greatest film of all time, had its world premiere at the Palace Theater in New York City. And Superman pulls an inconceivable move to trick a couple of lunks into drugging themselves. That actually happens in the next issue of Action Comics. Greetings, super friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of Reaction Comics, where today we're discussing from May 1941, number 36 of Action Comics, the world's largest selling comic magazine. And as we we like to do, we like to discuss what is on the cover of uh, this this, uh, issue of Action Comics I enjoyed it more before it was always Superman because it was fun trying to figure out and guess what the story was about. This here, we just have uh, Superman uh, beating a couple robots to death. I'm assuming they're evil robots. Um, and I'm assuming that they're attacking Superman. Uh, you you wouldn't know because there are, there are no robots at all in this issue of uh, Action Comics. This has nothing to do with the story ahead. I don't think there's one robot in it at all. So why don't we get started? Superman by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Menaced by an enemy invasion and the traitorous activities of fifth columnists, whatever that is, the fate of the United States hangs in the balance as Superman, extraordinary man of tomorrow, ventures forth to engage the foe in a gigantic battle with the future of democracy at stake. The future of democracy at stake. Well, thank God we don't have to worry about that anymore, right, folks? So this first panel shows Superman looks like he's hanging on the side of a building for his life. Like, he looks like if he lets go, he will plummet. He won't die. He'll, he might, he won't, he'll just hit the ground. He'll kill someone, maybe land on them, but he'll be fine. But it just looks like there's a, it's kind of a beautiful cityscape uh, where he's up very high in this building. Now he's up high enough that there are clouds already there, which doesn't make any sense unless there was a giant explosion on the ground, because that's what it looks like. Um, and the sky is orange behind him. I don't know uh, if that was the choice of the, the digital artist who recolored this. Um, but it is, a, it, it is a nice drawing. It's just Superman doesn't look quite comfortable. Um, so why don't we get started in this, in this story? Now, if you're reading along, you're going to notice something that I, I'm noticing that you're getting a lot of small panels filled with text that you don't always see. You see them sometimes, but there are a lot of them in this issue, um, which leads to kind of less drawing space, less space for art drawing space. I'm very, I know my terminology and I call it drawing space. Uh, less, just less space for some, some, uh, art as they say, 
or as I like to say, drawing space in the panels. So we start off with Lois Lane in her car. It says, en route to a meeting of the volunteers for a peace at Gladstone Hall, Lois Lane mutters angrily to herself. That Clark, he burns me up just because there's a faint possibility the meeting may be unpleasant. He has to back out. So she's going to something called the Volunteers for Peace. And Clark is not going. He backed out because it might be, might be uh, unpleasant. At least that's what Lois thinks. But atop the Daily Planet building, as Clark Kent removes his outer civilian garments, transforming himself into the dynamic Superman, Superman, as he loves to do, talking to himself, says, This craven attitude on my part certainly doesn't rate me high in Lois's opinion, but that's just what I want. The Man of Steel's powerful muscles rocket him out into space. He jumps off the building. And again, he's talking to himself. He says, she must not suspect that I am in reality Superman. As Lois enters Gladstone Hall, Ted Allen can... Ted Allen? From Chopped? He's in this? From 1941? Ted Allen confronts her. Hmm, doesn't look like Ted. Well, we'll see what the story brings us. And this is also, you know, 81 years ago, but we'll see. Um, says, so this guy, Ted Allen... I want him to be like, uh, Lois, you've been chopped. But instead he says, Lane of the planet, huh? See it that your write-up is in this affair is favorable. And Lois says, I'll write what I please. So at this point, Superman is falling down to the building, wherever, um, wherever Gladstone Hall is. He says, no fireworks yet. But of course, Lois hasn't been here very long. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not chuckling to himself like, well, Lois is involved, so there's going to be trouble. Uh, so as Stuart Pemberton, leader of the Volunteers for Peace, enters the jammed hall, the audience goes res- berserk in fanatical applause. These people are freaking out, cheering. At first, I thought they were giving the Nazi salute, but they're just raising their hands. Um, it, it is 1941. It is early on, but I just... I. I uh, you got to keep that in mind. It's May 1941, so this is still a few months before they enter into World War II, but um, it, it should be interesting to see if these stories kind of change and adapt at that time. Uh, we will find out in a few weeks or months. I don't know. I'm not sure how math works or, or calendars or history Uh, But let's go on. So uh, this place is going wild, the fanatical applause. And um, I guess Lois is in the first row with his Ted Allen character. And she says, "Uh, I never did like Pemberton's appearance, and I distrust his motives even more. And the guy's like, shh, you may be overheard. But Pemberton loses no time in coming to the point. Friends, Once again, I urge you to shout your disapproval of rearmament in this country. We're not actually menaced by war. Oh, my God. The timing of this. That's just what that's just the hogwash. The grafters are trying to make the gullible taxpayers swallow. This is like in in the actual time of this coming out. But hearing someone say that the grafters are trying to make the gullible taxpayers swallow and this guy in stage, you know, on stage trying to trying to ignite a fury into these masses um, to get them not to believe things is. um, It's just it's just interesting. Uh, The more things change. Right. 
So this guy says, I'll go even further than that. I'll wager that the reason Metropolis' newspapers are supporting national rearmament is because they're receiving secret payoffs. So now he's saying the press is getting payoffs because they're supporting the government in like resupplying the, you know, the, the military, um, which is... It, so this guy's anti-military? I'm confused what's going on here. But... Um, Lois stands up and says, of all the filthy untruths, and the guy next to him, who's wearing the same suit as Pemberton, doesn't quite make, unless he is Pemberton, I can't tell. He says, down, sit down, you fool. Superman's x-ray vision and super sensitive hearing have kept him acquainted with that is occurring, uh, with all that is occurring below. He's on the roof of the building. And he says, there she goes again. I might as well prepare myself for action. It's like, He's like, oh, geez, Lois is involved. First, he's like, no fireworks yet, but, you know, Lois is here, that girl reporter. And now he's like, well, there she goes again. Here I go, uh, preparing myself for action. So Lois uh, ends up dashing towards the platform, but she's restrained by a bunch of ushers. She's like, let me go. Let Tell them to let me go. And the guy on stage says, release her. What is it, young lady? She says, as a newspaper reporter, I merely wish to announce that you are a deliberate liar. He's like, eject her, and you needn't be too gentle about it. I'm waiting for him to be like, get her out of here. Get her, you, get her out of here. Sound familiar? So he actually says, you know, you needn't be too gentle about getting her out of here. This is hilarious reading some of these things. And uh, the, the ushers say, don't worry, we won't be. I just assume that's how they talk. And then smashed through a window. Superman smashes through and says, may I get on the, in on this? And Lois says, Superman. He says, give the lady room. Punches this dude right in the face. The usher goes down. She's like, that's right. Teach him some respect. And then he grabs the other guy and says, so you wanted her thrown, huh? thrown out, huh? He's like, let me go. Let me go. Do you hear? And then a flick of Superman's wrist and Pemberton goes sailing out over the audience. Oh, this is the, the leader, Pemberton. He says, let's see how you like it. And he takes this man and he heaves him into the audience. This man is flying. This man will have broken bones, if not a broken neck. Someone's going to get severely injured. He's going, yay! Literally, that's what it says. Y-I-I, dash, dash, I-I-I-I, exclamation point. So angered at the treatment accorded their leader, the mob rushes in. So Superman throws this dude. Um, he has the right to assembly, but he is an asshole. We, we figured that out. Excuse my language. And um, he is, you know, the, now the mob is rushing in at Superman and they're like, we'll fix him. And they're, they said, get that girl. So they go after Lois. Uh, but Lois grabs uh, Superman and says, what say we clear out of here? You like my new Superman voice? I'm trying something different. It says, we seem to be definitely unpopular, but all the entrances are blocked. Don't let him through. Form a solid barrier of bodies. These guys all line up. I mean, you know they're either going to get hurt or they're going to die because Superman streaks right through and flicks the figures aside and breaks through in the twinkling of an eye. He jumps away and Lois is like, we made it. He says, listen to me, I have plenty to say and you're not liable to like it. Of all the foolhardy meddlers, surely you knew you didn't have a chance against that mob. And she says, you didn't expect me to just sit there and permit the planet to be slandered. So later he brings her to the roof of the Daily Planet. And he actually says, 
I suggest you remain right here atop the Daily Planet building. Maybe that, maybe that will keep you out of mischief. Like, he just leaves her there and says, you should stay up here and stay out of trouble, lady. And Lois is like, why do you treat me as though I were a child? One of these days. But Superman's already gone at this point. He returns to Gladstone Hall and he's like, oh, the hall's empty. No, wait, I hear voices emerging from the basement. I'll investigate. So he goes downstairs. He's got a nice little curl, little cowlick hanging from his, uh, onto his forehead, looking good. Says, uh, those voices are coming from the next room. What's Superman overhears? There's like four dudes, all with the exact same color hair, all with the exact same brown suit. And um, one of them is talking to the, the other three guys. He says, uh, we've accomplished as much as we can, fooling the membership with anti-rearmament talk. The time for action has arrived. Nation X will strike in less than an hour. And it's our duty to prepare the way by sabotaging important strategic centers, such as... And we, I guess he keeps talking, and Superman's like, so that's their true goal? What's that? Someone's approaching. I've got to hide. So he jumps up on top of, like, this wall, and he's listening to the two of the guys, and they're like, think Pemberton will be uh, angry because we left our post for a few minutes? Oh, so these guys, also in brown suits, also with orange hair, um, they left their post, and they're like, you think Pemberton will be mad? And the other guy says, what he don't know won't hurt him. Again, that's me adding the accent. Superman's right above them, takes both of their heads, whacks them together, and says, at the sound of the gong, and they knock, they, they are, they're knocked out. Now, with Superman's strength... They might both have achieved a cerebral hemorrhage and could be bleeding to death. Um, he says, now to resume where I left off. But at that moment, the meeting is breaking up. And you, the guys are walking out like, you all know your instructions. To the letter. So Superman says, they're coming. So he jumps out, I guess, through some kind of sore or some kind of bulkhead. I don't know. They see the two guys on the ground. And what's happened? The guards, they're unconscious. Revive them. They're like, what happened? Uh, I, I don't know. And the other ones, the, another guy's like, they were drunk. Forget them and go about your duties. It's tough to read because there's no dash there. It says four, get them. It's like, it almost looks like two different words. But now uh, Superman is chasing Ted Allen from Chopped. He says, there goes Allen. And here I go. And he runs after him. I guess he just runs all the way out to like the countryside. Because later, as Alan's car uh, halts near the Brill Bridge, there's a couple other guys there, all in brown suits. Like, not brown outfits like UPS. I'm talking a suit with a suit shirt, um, a dress shirt, and nice white hat. I mean, they're all dressed the same. And this guy, Alan, I guess it's Alan, gets out and says, Ready? And another guy says, Yeah, just waiting for, for you to give the signal to blast the way. And Superman, I, looks like there's a bridge in the background and these three guys are standing around this little, one of those plugs, those switches, those dynamite things where you push down, you know, like Wiley e. Coyote would use to, to try to blow up a, a mountain and, and to kill a bird. And Superman says, I've heard enough. Now I act. Don't move. And he jumps to, over to these guys. And they're like, look, it's uh, as the saboteurs fire at Superman, he is unaffected by the bullets, but his plummeting figure sends them sprawling. Let's see if you can take it. So they're like smashed. They're like 
dropping their guns. They're rolling around. Superman is, is just pushing them aside. It's pretty great. And as they're on the ground, Superman says, that's just a taste of what you're going to get. And they're like, don't hit me again. We'll, tur- we'll turn state's evidence. So these two guys are like ready to just be a rat. But in the next panel, uh, a guy goes, you'll rat to no one. And then shoots them both, kills them both. Superman's like, what? Bam, bam, two guys dead. You cold-blooded killer. I'll... And this guy, I think it's Alan, says, tried, tried to stop the destruction of the bridge, huh? Well, you failed. And he shoots directly at the stacked boxes of dynamites with his machine gun. And there's a terrific explosion. Superman is pushed back. Now, if Superman is flying through the air, this dude has to be dead, right? Unless he just ran, right? When he happened, I don't know. But when the smoke clears, the bridge is still there. Superman says, it's, it's unharmed. But the bridge's foundations have been dangerously weakened. And that sounds like the whistle of an approaching train. Up streaks Superman. Then he along the tracks he whizzes. Uh-oh. You better hurry up before the train gets there and finish. Oh, wait. Whizzes as in he runs. It says, uh, I've got to reach that train before it's too late. As the train comes on to the bridge, Superman seizes it seizes its front and forces it back in a desperate effort. Back, back. He's trying to get it off the bridge because there's there's like no, you know, this thing could, could crumble. And they're like, well, what's happening? We're slowing. And the next instant, the ponderous train comes to a dead stop. That did it, Superman says, but not satisfied. Superman just disconnects the locomotive from the rest of the train. Then he picks the train up. So he's picking it up. Picture like, the, you know, the front of a, a, a local, a fa- an old-fashioned train, you know, with the, with the, I guess there is no stack, but it's the front of a train, the, fr- the engine car. He picks the thing up from the base, so the engine is up in the air. He says, up you go. He turns it, and what the hell? He lowers it back onto the track across-wise. And then he says, there, no wreck today, and he jumps away. What? Okay, folks, if you if you um, could see this panel, Superman jumped away. Now, this picture taking a train on a bridge. The bridge is a little wider than the train. Superman picked up the front car of the train, turned it so it's, is it perpendicular? Is that what it is? So it's going, you know, across, laying across the track the other way, lays it down so it's in the middle, so a little way to the back or a little way to the front, it will fall off and those poor engineers will, will perish. But I guess, it, is he distributing the weight a little more? Like, why not just pick it up and walk it across the bridge so it's not on the bridge anymore? I don't know what the hell that accomplished. accomplished. He says, there's there, no wreck today. And he, and he leaves and, and he, he jumps away and the guys are like, uh, did, did you see that display of amazing strength? I did. And look at the bridge's foundations. We owe our lives to him. What do you mean you owe your lives? You are, you are stranded in the middle, like hanging over nothing. If you, if, how are you going to get off this? I don't know what Superman did to save these men's lives. I, I, I feel like later on, in, Lois is like, oh, we stopped the bad guys. But did you hear about those poor, poor um, train engineers, you know, they, they fell off the bridge and Clark would have went, gulp, I didn't hear anything about it. So anyway, Superman ignores the, the train. We never see them again. And Ford streaks the Man of Steel through the air. Suddenly, he sights trouble, trouble at the reservoir. 
Sabotars are about to pollute the city's water supply. So these two guys, they're holding bottles of I don't know what. They're, in, again, brown suits, white hats, classic uniform for these, these, uh, these bad guys. They said, someone's dropping from the sky. Quick, throw in the bottle. So they're about to throw these bottles into the water supply, which is like a scarecrow move, if you know Batman. Um, so down plum, plummets the man of tomorrow. And Superman says, don't throw those bottles. The guy's like, uh, we'll do as we please. Go ahead, boys, throw them in. Superman's like, wait, I've got to think fast. What do I do? Let me prove you two have been double-crossed. Those bottles are filled with harmless water, not deadly narcotics. Now, why did Superman think they were deadly narcotics? I have no idea. Oh, x-ray vision, maybe. And maybe he could smell them with super smell. But he's like, they're filled with water, not uh, narcotics. You've been double-crossed. Toss me one of those and see for yourself. So Superman, this guy tosses the the, um, bottle over to Superman. He should have been like, now you and you toss me. Um, Oh, sure. They toss it all to him. And he's like, okay, now I have the, the narcotics, you fool. And he flies away. But instead, one guy tosses the bottle over to him. He says, here you are. Drink up, sap. And the other guy says, this ought to be funny. Superman then consumes the bottle's content. And they're like, look at that. Watch him keel over now. He drinks it down. And they're like, this inconceivable. So he drinks the narcotics. But then he's like, see, I feel better than ever. Yeah, well, let's see if this is water. So now these two guys are like, let's see if it's water. Let's try drinking it ourselves. What's Pemberton trying to bully here? So they both drink it. And as the thugs topple into unconsciousness, it worked. And they're like, we've been tricked. And they pass out. Now, I don't know how much they drank. They were going to pour these bottles into the water supply. So this was enough to to drug a, a town. These two guys should be going into some kind of so- shock. And, um, you know, again, Superman pulled new people. But you never cross a Sicilian. See, Superman, you, you might get the joke. Superman was uh, impervious to, to the drug. And these two guys, uh, they were not. So Superman jumps away. He, he, he drugs these two guys. He... he Really, I think, leaves two, two trained engineers, engineers to their death. And now, he, as he jumps away, meanwhile, a great mass of planes converges over Metropolis. So now all these planes are coming. I don't know where the hell these planes are coming from. What the hell is this? So now they're loosing their cargo of deadly bombs upon the helpless city. So these bombs are already falling into the city. Newsflash. This guy on the radio who looks exactly like Clark Kent with glasses, uh, his his like a white tie and a white shirt and maybe a mustache. If you told me that was Clark Kent or Superman in another disguise, I would believe you. He says, newsflash, the city has been attacked by mysterious bombers. Destruction widespread is increasing by the moment. So those bombs did land. Thousands, hundreds of people, thousands could possibly be dead. Superman's super sensitive hearing enables him to pick up the news broadcast. He's like, planes attacking the city? I'll have to look into this. So the bombs have already done their their job. But towards the great sky armada streaks the lone figure of the Man of Steel, so vastly outnumbered. What could he hope to accomplish? Well, I'll tell you what he hopes to accomplish. He destroys all these planes. Crash! As the Man of Tomorrow strikes the V-shaped formation, he sends the enemy planes whirling off like bowling pins, killing so- killing uh, pilots left and right. Oh, Superman. Oh, no. Henry Cavill killed Zod. Superman would never do that. Okay, okay. So anyway, uh, the, the aircraft concentrated... Uh, now they concentrate their fury onto Superman. The remaining aircrafts... 
they're flying at him. But as he expertly dodges in and out among their raining bullets, they succeed only in sending their comrades down in flames. So they're, he's, he's not directly killing them all, but they're all dying. He says, miss me. Now, how is he doing this if he doesn't fly yet? He must be bouncing and jumping off every plane. And then he goes into one plane, smashes right through the side door and says, I believe I'll pay a call on the commander. And the, the pilot's like, what's the manner of this unearthly creature are you? And Superman says, signal your men to turn back or I'll give you a taste of your own cruelty. Terrified, the commanding officer obeys. Now, it shows he's like abandoned. The, uh, the guy says, abandon attack. And Superman says, that's better. Superman is like, has one hand almost on his shoulder, one hand on his side, almost like he's a ghost and they're about to do like pottery together with the Righteous Brothers playing in the background. Like he's right up against this guy. Um, now, in response to their commander's orders, the surviving planes turn around and head back towards the ocean. Uh, Superman turns his back on this pilot for a second, and he says, Fool, this is the opportunity I waited for. And he takes his gun out, and Superman says, A move you'll soon regret. He shoots Superman, the bullet rebounds, and hits him, and he's dead. And it shows, like, yeah, there's blood. I mean, it's black ink, but it's definitely uh, blood, probably from his brain. And Superman says, Slain by his own bullet. Hoisted on his own petard. So this guy is dead. So many dead bodies. Um, meanwhile, we're back on the ground. Pemberton personally leads a, the raid on the radio station, WMET. WMET, Metropolis. So they now, they want to take out the, the media. So they go and attack the radio station. Uh, and they're like, leave that microphone. And the radio announcer, who doesn't look like Clark Kent anymore, says, you, you can't do this. And the other guy says, do as he says. Then he grabs the microphone and says, the hour has come. Democ- democracy's death is at hand. Even now, the planes of the conquering nation zoom overhead. I, Stuart Pemberton, call upon you to surrender. So he's trying to take over the country. Uh, he's trying to, to I guess, um, plan a coup. I mean, who, 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 who how, could you imagine anything like that ever happening? Cruising near the radio station, Lois picks up the astonishing broadcast on her radio. She says, I knew Pemberton wasn't to be trusted. Perhaps if I get into the radio station in time. The, the very next panel, she's already being choked. Like, like she's in her car saying, maybe I should go to the radio station. Then it says, as Lois enters WMET, she is seized by Pemberton's henchman. So he's got her in a headlock and she's like, let me go. He says, quiet. She, he hasn't finished yet. I wanted to be like, quiet on the set. We have a hot mic. Overhearing the broadcast, Superman streaks down towards the radio station. So he leaves the plane, which I'm sure they're, you know, that's already crashed someplace. And he's falling now through the clouds. He's like, so Pemberton's come out into the open. Uh, that calls for an open combat. Smash into the radio station. And Pemberton's like, Superman. He's like, Right. And if you kindly permit me to get my hands on you, swinging Lois before him, though, Pemberton uses her as a shield. He says, back or the girl dies. Superman, I mean, Lois says, don't mind me, Superman, get him. And Superman says, I'm sorry, I can't sacrifice your life. Turning his attention to the thugs, Superman sends them all into unconsciousness in the space of a second flat. So while these guys... I guess, are they getting into an elevator? Because you can't really tell. But he he lets, oh yeah, you see the word up in the background and a door. So that is an elevator. So um, 
because Superman just leaves, starts fighting guys, and this guy lets it happen because he's not there anymore. So he beats these guys up, and then he, he goes, he says, pardon my haste, fellows, but I'm in a hurry, and he leaps out the window. And inside the elevator, um, Pemberton says to Lois, don't, don't waste any hopes. You won't escape. And Lois says, you, you traitor. Down plummets Superman the entire length of the building. Then he swings in through the window on the bottom floor without a second to spare. As the elevator opens, he says to himself, in another moment, he's all excited. Now, boom, punches the guy in the face. Uh, Lois says, great, I knew I could count on you. And then he goes right back out the, 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 wall, the hole in the wall that he created. And Lois says, but wait. He says, why? I'm needed no longer. And he jumps away. Later, the editorial office of the Daily Planet. In the final panel, Lois says, like the article I've dashed off, you should turn green with envy. And Clark says, strangely enough, at this moment, the presses are running off an article of mine. And it covers the same yarn. The end. What? So, what happened to Ted Allen from Chopped? Okay, so, ready? Let's. So, Ted Allen shoots the dynamite, it explodes. We don't know what happens to him. Did he sacrifice himself? I'm guessing because Superman flew back, maybe Ted Allen sacrificed himself. The train, um, that happens. Those guys, we don't know what happened to them. The drug guys, they're, they're drugged. Maybe they're alive. Maybe they're poisoned. Maybe they're dead. All the guys in the planes are dead. Um, and Pemberton got knocked out. But Superman, if he punches hard enough, he will, he will um, remove your, 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 your head from your neck. But it doesn't look like it. He, he leaves. And then they both wrote an article on the same thing. And, and Perry White allowed that? There was a lot of fun stuff in this issue. But it just ended so quickly. It was like... Lois is in is um, is taken hostage. You know, there's there's something we're used to seeing. Uh, Superman waits outside an elevator, punches the guy in one panel, leaves in the other panel, and then boom, they're back in the in the uh, back at the planet talking about the paper. Um, and that's it. That's the end of Action Comics number thirty six, which, again. A lot of fun stuff. A lot of things to laugh at, like the, the, the tricking the guys into taking the, the narcotics. Um, the weird thing he does with the train that makes no sense. Um, and just like the way he talks to Lois and just some of the, uh, the way he throws the guy into the audience. And some of the things of like, you know, this, this group of radicals trying to uh, upset the government. I mean, it's just funny seeing these things and thinking about the world that we live in today. And again, I will be very interested to see how these stories um, or if these stories change in the coming months with uh, World War Two, you know, about to really, you know, get into full swing. Um, It'll be it'll be interesting. And I'm I'm looking forward to looking to um, seeing how Action Comics or if Action Comics does any sort of historical reference for the time um, and seeing it through their eyes. Uh, when I watched Mad Men, now Mad Men was a modern show, but one of the things I enjoyed was seeing the real life um, things in history happening through the lens of, of their eyes and, and you know through the, the, the characters and the advertising agency and how they dealt with it. So this is very different because it's not it's not writing about those times. it's it's actually living in those times. 
So again, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens in the, in the coming months, in the coming weeks for us, uh, in the coming issues, in the coming episodes of Reaction Comics. So that's it, I think. I think I've covered it. It's a little shorter than, than usual, but this, uh, this, this issue just kind of flew by. The story just went by really quick. So my friends, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Geek Mentality. The show is available on Instagram at Reaction Comics. The website is fansnotexperts.com, and our Facebook page is simply Fans Not Experts. Go and throw us a like. And also, if you're listening, um, I know Spotify has started doing uh, the ability to to give stars to episodes. I don't. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so, um, I don't listen to all my podcasts through Spotify. I have it on my phone. I subscribe and I check them, but I listen through uh, pocket casts, which there's no rating availability there. So if you could on on Spotify, if there's something where you can rate, you know, rate things or whatever, um, be a doll, would you? And, uh, if on, if you use Apple podcasts, maybe you could give us a little, little rating. You know, one to five stars, preferably more stars than um, the more stars, the better is what I say. My bosses, um, my raises and, and my uh, my bosses really rely on these star ratings. Um, and if you believe that, um, then, you know, more power to you. My friends, I'm ranting, which really means that I am done. So, um, yeah, if you could rate and review, that would be just lovely. Mwah, that would be lovely. We're, we're closing in on, I think, a year since the first uh, issue, first episode went up. I, I have to double check, but I know it's been pretty close. So that's it. It's been a fun year. It's been, um, I, I love just going through the history of these and, and seeing where it all started. Um, but it's, I have, you know, we call this reaction comics for a reason because we're reacting to comics. Um, and they're all going to be Superman comics. But they don't always have to be action comics, right? So I have a few surprises uh, in store for the next uh, in the next coming months that I have planned, um, and and I hope you would like them, and I hope you stick around and uh, have a chance to listen to them. But with that, my friends, I say adieu. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And remember, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So long, super friends. Bye. I'm actually waving to the microphone. This makes no sense. Bye. Fans not experts.